But if you believe that this has to be hard and difficult in order to get back to God, then you may just be creating a hard and difficult journey for yourself. And it doesn't have to be. But if it is hard and if it is difficult, and if you are living the dark night of the soul, look and see who believes that it's hard. Who is telling you that it's difficult? Who has walked you into this dark night of the soul? Is it the mind? Is it your emotions? Is it your imagination? Is it your body consciousness? Is this something that's coming from within you? Or is it something that's coming from outside you? The phrase dark night of the soul is something that people have created over centuries of time in the belief that they are in separation and in sin and that they have to do something in order to gain value in God's eyes, that they have to gain worthiness to be in God's loving, that they have to wash away their sins, that they have to demonstrate to God something in order to be able to step forward into God's kingdom. The dark night of the soul is something that was written about centuries ago by a saint who was practicing a particular form of prayer and meditation in order to gain God's worthiness, to be worthy of God's love. And they did that because they felt, they were taught that they were not worthy, that they were born in original sin. And that original sin separated them from God's love and that they were not worthy of God's love, and that they had to gain God's love. That is not true. There is no original sin. There is no separation from God other than what we do in our belief systems to create it. There is nothing we have to do but be loving. To love God first, with all our hearts, our minds, our spirit. To love God first. And then to love the God that dwells within us, our own soul. To love God of all creation, to love the God within us, and then to love God in everyone. And in that way, we wake up into the divine river of loving we begin to move in the action of the giving and receiving of loving with God, with ourselves, and with others. And we truly begin to live and walk and be the divine being that we are. But so many people throughout so many lifetimes have been told that they were born in sin that they carry the stain, they carry the mark of separation and that they are not worthy of God's love unless they earn it. But I'm here to tell you right now, just as you believed 
back then, so many lifetimes ago, and have carried that with you, even into this lifetime that has caused this separation, but don't even you don't even understand why you feel separated from God, but you do, or you may. It's because of this belief system that was given to you from outside that you took in and you made it your own. I'm going to give you another one to begin a different journey. I want to replace those words. I want you to begin to know something different than the idea of original sin and separation and unworthiness. I want you to believe. I want you to know. I want you to live that you are a child of God. You are the child that is returning home from which you came. And all you have to do is wake up into the knowing of that. And the way you wake up is to go inside and be in the loving with the Lord. Put God first. I've often said, loving is very different from the element of love that we talk about and that we chase after in this creation. Down here, we feel this thing called love. And it has so many different components to it. And we feel it. It's painful. It's joyful. It's blissful. And it's sadness. And it's so many different components to this thing that is called love at this level. And then when we hear somebody say, love God, put God first, we reach into that place where we have felt and known that earthly, worldly love to exist, the pain and the joy of it all. And we try to stir up that energy of love and give it to God. That's not the love I'm talking about. That's not the love that this river of loving is. It is an essence. It is a spiritual essence that is so separate, so different from this creation that at first you may not know it. You may not feel it. You may not see it. You may not believe it. But it's there. And it may take you a while to wake up into the knowing of that, into the being of that, into that experience of the divine loving. So in your meditation, in your prayer, in your daily life, just speak it inside. Speak it into the world. I'm in the loving with the Lord, and the Lord is in the loving with me. I am worthy of God's loving, for I am a child of God. And as a child of God, I share my loving. Say it, even if you don't believe it, even if you don't feel it, even if you don't know it's true. Say it, say it, say it until it does wake up inside of you and you know it.
You have looked for love so much in the down and outward gaze into this creation. And you have identified yourself through those elements of love in this world that oftentimes the soul will lose sight of its truth, that it is the loving essence of the Lord. And it will identify itself outside as the truth rather than inside as the truth of loving. And it takes time to pull all that in, all that awareness that you've placed outside, all that belief, and to bring it back inside and begin to live who you truly are as the divine loving. And yet at the same time, I started out very quickly saying, in a very short time, in an instant, if you will do just this one key, you will be there immediately. And that is, seek first the kingdom of heaven. And yet here that I'm saying, and it takes time. And it's a journey. And it's a quest. So how can that be? That it's both very quick in the seeking of God. And at the same time, it's a journey. And it's a quest. And it takes time. Because in truth, it is right now. I've said it over and over that you right now live in the heart of God. You've never left. All you have to do is wake up. But you looked away. In the realms of pure spirit, rather than looking at that beautiful light of the Lord God of all creation, you turned down and looked into the realms of reflection and got caught up in the little waves of energy of that reflective light and began to follow after it instead of looking to the true source of it. And you have believed and chased after that same reflection through eons of time. And you've got caught up in the element of time and space, which has a beginning and an ending. And as long as you are chasing in this downward and outward focus after this reflective light in the elements of time and space, there is a beginning and an ending to the journey. It's only when you begin to look inside, to go inside, to live inside, Not just live inside in your meditation, but to live inside all the time, more and more, all the time. That that which was the journey out here with a beginning and an ending that had a long time space between it. And remember, I said time space because that's what this is. This is the realm of time and space. But the more you begin to pull inside and live inside and be the loving that you are inside, the journey begins to come closer and closer to the ending. That which is the beginning and that which is the ending that exists out here where you've held your focus for so long, way out here, it's huge. It's gigantic. And the further out you look, 
the larger it gets. It just extends straight out and it angles to become larger and larger and larger the further out you look to try to find God, to try to find love, to find truth. But the more you begin to hold your focus inside and your attention begins to move inward, things change and things begin to close up. The gaps get smaller and smaller. The amount of time it's going to take you to wake up into the knowing of yourself gets smaller and smaller, just as my hands are getting closer and closer. And what happens when all of a sudden you're living here at the seat of the soul as the soul that you are? There is no time. There is no space. There is no separation. There is no beginning and ending. There is just right now. There is just right now. That's who we are. We are right now in God. We are right now the living, loving essence. We are right now that peace, that joy, that grace, that compassion that is the soul, that is the divine living here. So in truth, if you seek first the kingdom of heaven right here at the seat of the soul, there is no beginning and there is no end of the journey because there is no journey. There is just right now God. Seek God first. There's no journey. There's no quest. There's no effort. There's no longing. There's no dark night of the soul. There's no separation. There's no out there to go to. It's all right inside, inside where God dwells. Isn't that a wonderful way to view this? You don't have to live this divine quest that so many people talk about. You don't have to journey throughout this world like so many people do, wandering through all the temples, going to listen to all the great sages and saints that are on this planet today. You do not have to go to all the places of all your past lives and walk through them to try to bring those karmas to balance like so many people do. All you have to do is live in and from the seed of the soul. Live in the truth of who you are as the divine soul that you are. And there's no place to go. God is right here. God is right now. So why do you have to go anywhere? You don't even have to leave the body because God is right here, even in the body. There's no place to go. So if you go into your meditation and you sit in your meditation and you hold your focus at the seat of the soul and you chant the name of God or you chant the hue or the anti-hu, or you sit there and just go, I love you, Lord, I love you, I'm in the loving with you, and I'm hoping to receive your loving, and nothing happens, but you sit there and you can hold that focus on the divine and wake up into the divine here at the seat of the soul, you have done it. You do not have to leave the body. You do not have to travel all the different realms to go anywhere if you wake up and know that you are divine. And if you want 
a nice little journey besides waking up and knowing that you're divine, then that's there for you too. But it's not a necessity. It is not a necessity. It's different for each one of us because our approach is going to be a little bit different than the one sitting next to us. It's going to be a little bit different. So let your way be your way. Don't try to copy other people and don't be jealous if they're saying something that you've never experienced. Be grateful that they are having experience and be grateful for your own. Even if there's nothing happening, be grateful there's nothing happening. Be grateful for that nothingness and in the nothingness you will find it all. For in the midst of nothingness is the divine. What does God say throughout so many teachings? Be still. Be still and know that I am. Be still. And listen to that still small voice within. It's called stillness. In the stillness, there is that place of quiet and nothingness. But in the midst of that is where we begin to truly find that divine flow, that divine movement. We have to move out of the chaos of this creation and into the quiet, into the stillness of the spirit. God is subtle at these levels. God is quiet at these levels. In these levels, in these realms of the physical, God does not impose on anyone. God is present. And in, it is up to us to find, to know, and to wake up into that presence and to live in that presence. And that's stillness. The divine being that you are does not want to go out and cause disturbance, or prove itself, or demonstrate itself in any way, shape, or form. It just wants to live the loving that it is. Loving God first, of all creation, loving the divine that exists at the seat of the soul, that is the soul that you are, the child of God that you are, and loving all the other child's children of God that are in this creation and in all of creation. And it's amazing when you get into the realms of spirit and you see what is called the ocean of love and mercy and you see all the other souls there with you, all these other little divine sparks just glistening If you have been to the ocean, I would hope you have seen this. And if you have or haven't, go and see it again sometime. Or even on a still river or a still lake. Go and witness as the sun's light is glistening on the water. And the water is just moving a little bit. And you see all these little sparkles of light as the sun glistens off of the lake or off of the ocean, or off of the river. 
and you just see hundreds and thousands of sparkles of light. That's what the ocean of love and mercy looks like. If you can expand that a billion, billion, billion times. And brighter and brighter than anything that I am describing to you now or that you've ever seen like that. And at first, it looks like a great ocean, like a great body of water. But then, as you merge into it, you realize this isn't water at all. This is the movement of loving. All these divine sparks that I am, that we all are, here at this lake, here at this ocean of love and mercy, It's just moving, moving, moving in the flow of loving, just moving. And it looks like an ocean with waves just moving along in the glistening light of the sun above. But in truth, it is the movement of the souls moving in rhythm and in harmony and in that river of loving, that movement of loving it's just an amazing place to see, an amazing place to live in, an amazing place that we are right now at. And that Brian and myself are sharing that you might be inspired to sit down and to meditate and to go inside and to wake up and to know that for yourself, to live that for yourself. When you are there, you come here for a different reason. You come here then because you come to be in partnership and fellowship in the joining of this movement of loving. And until then, you come here to be inspired, to get insight, to get understanding, to get direction, so that you can wake up into that. That's what brings me here. That's what brings, brings Brian here, is to serve in that way. Not to serve you, the physical bodies, because we don't serve anything in this creation. We serve God. God has directed us to do this. God has shared with us how and what and when, and we do just that. But we don't do it for you, the bodies. We do it for God that dwells in this world. For the God that has gotten caught up in this world. For the Lord that has felt trapped and lost and forgotten in this creation. We have come so that that which is God in this creation can be remembered back into the truth of itself. Can be once again brought into the awareness that it is divine, that it is loving, and that God is present and aware and calling it back home. It is like a little lost sheep that has gone off from the flock, has left the ocean of divine loving and mercy, and gone off, and God has sent the shepherd 
after that little lost sheep to bring it back to the ocean. How does a drop that is up in the sky, up in the clouds, ever get back to that ocean? There is a journey for that drop, and there is a journey for the soul that is feeling separated from its oneness. The drop of water has to condense in a way that it can now fall back down to the earth in hopes that somehow it will collect with other drops of water and move towards spring or towards a river or towards a lake in hopes that that will carry it on down into a greater action of movement of water that will eventually return it back to the ocean. And those drops that do make it back to the ocean rejoice. And the drops of water in the ocean that see these coming to join rejoice in this song of joy. And then that drop that was so feeling lost in the sky, separated from it all, forgets about the journey, forgets about the separation, and just lives once again in the movement of the ocean. But there are some drops of water that fall on parched earth and never make it in that particular time of its journey. And so once again it is evaporated back up into the air and this journey begins once again. And maybe it falls down and it joins with an underground spring. It falls to the ground and it sinks through the earth and joins with an underground spring and flows for a while until it comes up to the surface. But its journey doesn't take it far enough to get to the ocean before it finally evaporates back up, back up into the air to begin a new journey. But eventually, eventually, it falls in just the right way, in just the right place, to join with other drops of water, to join in this great journey back, 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 along the flow until it joins once again with the ocean it joins once again from where it came it has now returned. Think about it. That's the story of the soul in the journey of this earth. There are times when our souls have fallen in parched worlds, parched lifetimes. We long for something, but we don't know what it is. We can't find it. No one else seems to know about it. We die and we go back up into the sky. We come back down again and again and again, ever seeking to join with other droplets to create this flow of loving that will get us back, back into the ocean from which we came. That's what we're doing here. Here we can begin to join together in loving, join together as that divine living, loving essence 
Where two or more are gathered together in my name, there also am I. It's the gathering together in the name that creates the greater power, the power of the name. So as we come together, not physical bodies, but spiritual essence, sitting here together, meditating together, chanting together, loving together, speaking together, listening together, the more we are moving towards the divine river of loving. We join into that river, and that's the river that will take us back to the ocean of love and mercy. That is the river that will do it. There is no physical river, there is no physical place that will take us back. But isn't it interesting that so many places around the world have all these sacred rivers. They wash in the rivers. They drink from the river. They bless things from the waters of the river. And they bury their dead in the river. Because the symbol of the river is a very sacred symbol. Because somewhere inside of us we know we're looking for a river. If I could just find that river, where is that river? But it isn't in the world. That river of loving is in spirit. It is the divine audible life stream, the Holy Spirit, that light and sound path that we are living in as initiates, as people seeking the divine truth. So I give that to you to look at tonight. Where are you focusing? And how long is your journey? Does, do you have a big journey out here that has a beginning and an ending? And where are you in the midst of this great journey? And if you want to make it shorter, I've shown you how to do it tonight. Hold your focus here at the seat of the soul. Live here each moment of each day, each breath. And there is no beginning and ending. There is no journey to take. And if you find yourself on a quest, on a journey, and it's difficult, realize you've really begun to focus outside again. You've empowered something out here as the ultimate, as the source, as the truth. And you've moved back into creating that timeline and journey once again. It's really up to each of us as to how we are going to live our life. It's each, up to each of us if we're going to join with that river that will take us back to the ocean once again and unite us back with that truth of who we are in loving. So that's what meditation is about. That's what this quest is about. That's what this gathering is about. And it's simple. It's easy. And we're going to keep it that way as we continue walking in this journey together. And it's not about trying to get masses of people. We're not doing that. 
It's about those that are all walking and seeking for this same place of loving. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and all else shall be given unto you. And I'm not going to go into explaining what all else is. That's for you to wake up and know. All else is whatever it is for you as that divine child and how much you're willing to open up and be vulnerable to God loving you, giving to you, sharing with you, awakening you. And that's the all else. So I think that's it for tonight. Yep, that's it. <laughs> okay, thanks. And I guess we'll see you all next uh, Tuesday. <laughs>